of the 1981 horror classic written and directed by John Landis, an American War from London. My name is Troy, and I'd like to welcome you here to this episode. To begin with, I am marking that this is the beginning of our Halloween countdown, where we're doing five episodes a week up until Halloween, which will culminate in a really cool uh, sequence of uh, minutes. And I'd also like to point out that uh, being Monday the uh, 12th of October, it is Thanksgiving Day in Canada. And in the United States, it's Columbus Day. Now, I'm not too sure what's going on in the rest of the world, but a quick internet search. And according to windcalendar.com, we got uh, Columbus Day is also being observed in Australia, United Kingdom, India. Uh, it's Hispanic Heritage Day in Spain and Mexico. And it's the Day of Cultures in Costa Rica. So we are currently going to be watching Minute 22 of An American World in London which starts with having quite a shock and ends with Dr. Hirsch discussing dinner plans. So David's just been uh, shot up to calm him down and uh, Dr. Hirsch has decided to remove Mr. Collins from the situation by politely, you know, turning him around, pulling him away from the bed and escorting him towards the door. He's had quite a shock. And uh, Nurse Price is there to make sure that David doesn't get up off the bed and whatnot. And just before he actually leaves the room, uh, Frank Oz, as Mr. Collins, sends up uh, probably one of the best lines that I've heard come out of Frank Oz. These dumbass kids, they never appreciate anything you do for them. And on that note, he actually just leaves the room and Dr. Hirsch goes to close the door behind him. Back to a slowly fading away back to rest David asks the question of how long he's been here and, and when Dr. Hirsch informs him that it's been three weeks David seems a little taken back by that he seems very quite concerned that uh, something's going on and uh, from this particular shot we can actually now answer the question that he actually does have the ivy going into the back of his hand because it now appears at the top at the bottom of the screen that his hand comes up he's got the little IV tube being taped to the back of his hand however when the actual injection was put into him in the previous minute it looks like uh, Dr. Hirsch injected it into David's right hand uh, into David's left hand but it's the right hand that has the IV tube going into it then as Dr. Hirsch explains to David uh, about his injuries I've suffered some cuts and bruises lost a little blood nothing serious black and blue for a while we'll have some dueling scars to boast of we see nurse Price still leaning over top of David uh, looking still very concerned at him the doctor then gives out his observations and opinions about a uh, lunatic having uh, superhuman strength. That lunatic must have been a very fierce fellow. They say a madman has the strength of ten. And David's all like... Lunatic. Then, as again, David starts to fade off, he uh, insists that it wasn't a lunatic, that it was a wolf. And then Nurse Price, who is there, is... Ask him to clarify himself about not being a lunatic. 
He says it was an animal, it was a wolf. Dr. Hirsch is like, Did he say a wolf? And uh, Nurse Price, again still, looking as concerned as ever, is all... Yes, I believe he did. We then cut a uh, to a shot of Dr. Hirsch in his office, which seems to be quite uh, very home den library sort of looking. He's got uh, a nice huge desk sitting in a, a leather chair. There's a, obviously a bookcase with several what is more than likely medical books on it, like littering the shelves. Uh, there's a nice wooden fireplace, wooden mantled fireplace behind him with a clock and some pictures and looks like some knickknacks. On the desk there is a uh, kind of a cool little skull as a pencil and pen holder. He's using a rotary phone, which is hilarious for 81. There's a nice, there's a little glass vase with a yellow flower in it. Several sets of papers set out and also some books and files. It's just littered with all sorts of things. But uh, he seems to be in the middle of a, uh, seemed to be a bit of a heated conversation and uh, as we look at his outfit he is now wearing a white tie with a brown uh, sorry he's wearing a white shirt with a brown tie and a dark brown vest which now signifies that this is yet another day so we are now on the third day of david's recovery if we're going to go by dr hirsch's changes of costumes of clothing not really a costume i guess and then the minute ends up ends with him sort of being on the angry side that he has to spend dinner and that wraps out our minute over on the commentary track griffin dunn questions why david's parents never visited when david confirms that they didn't and when he was being injured in London, Griffin asks if they were on vacation. David says he doesn't know why. Then, after a bit of a pause, Griffin asks David if he knew Jenny before. David mentions he'd never met her but was aware of her and that she was a child actress and she was from about the ages of 14 or 15. Griffin then mentions uh, the movie... Uh, the Walkabout from 1971, and that, that was his favorite movie, and when he had first seen her. David then recalls the time that when he, he saw her perform the play Equius. He also mentions that he hadn't realized it was her until they worked together on the movie, and at the time, not knowing who she was, he had a crush on her. According to the script, major change is the length of the time that David has been unconscious and in the hospital. The movie, it has been three weeks, where the script places it at two. The script version of Dr. Hirsch's conversation is much more subdued than it is in the final film. In the radio drama, much like the script, the radio drama changes the lines for David's recovery as well. Other than that, it's pretty much the same as what is in the final film. 
And on that note, that brings us to the end of another minute of An American World from London and the end of another episode of Welcome to the Slaughtered Lamb. Just to remind you that we are dropping episode 23 tomorrow, and so be sure to subscribe to this podcast on either Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your favorite podcast catchers. And if you would like to be so kind as to share, rate, and review us, that would be really cool. If you like following this podcast on the social medias, you can follow Planet Geek Pod, all one word, on Instagram and Twitter. If you would like to send us a message via email, you can send it to planetgeekpod at gmail.com. So until next time, remember, keep off the moors, stick to the roads. Best of luck. Blue moon.